Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by Zingara, a rising bass artist from Maryland who's known for her trippy, otherworldly sound, which she has coined as Astral Trap. Zingara's built an incredible community of supporters online via her TikTok account, where she combines videos of mind-melting bass drops and shares her love of spirituality, crystals, and manifestations. Today, you'll learn how she's navigating both worlds and where her career is headed in the future. With all that being said, let's get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. How we all feeling? Let's take a moment to just check in, see how we're doing. I uh, had a little bit of a crazy week this past week, a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. Um, So I'm just sort of trying to get through the weekend, take it easy, rest, recuperate, all that stuff. Um, But I'm really, really excited about this episode, this guest today is somebody that I've had my eye on for a little bit and I think she's awesome. I love her energy. We connect on a couple different interests. Some of you guys might know I'm super into spirituality now and all that good stuff. So it was really, really cool to have these conversations with her today. But uh, more on Zingara in just a second. Uh, really quickly, a couple announcements before we jump in. Uh, first and foremost, you guys, the brand new merch line, the new Plur collection is officially out. Uh, thank you to everybody who has already supported it. Whether you guys bought a mug, a hoodie, a couple items, like thank you so, so much for supporting it. I am so excited for this collection. I've literally been living in it and using all these items to death. So there will be a link in the show notes if you guys want to pick anything up. Um, I've also gotten some feedback on different items that you want to see in the collection. So more to come on that in the future. Second important thing I just want to plug again, uh, my new podcasting course is officially open for enrollment, you guys. It's called How to Successfully Create and Launch a Podcast from Scratch. It's a six-week live course that's going to be kicking off on Tuesday, May 4th. Um, By the end of this program, you will learn my exact step-by-step framework to finally take your ideas and then turn them into a high quality podcast by the end of this. You will learn everything along the way. You'll learn how to, you know, pick your niche, brainstorm episode topics, recording equipment, tips on post-production, and then we'll put together a marketing plan so that you can finally launch the damn thing, which is so exciting. So any future podcasters, I would absolutely love to work with you. Again, the course is officially open for enrollment, so there will be a link in the show notes Um, Yeah, and I hope to see some of you guys inside there. We'll have weekly Q&As. You'll get to see my face every week and we'll just do the damn thing. So super pumped about that. Okay, quickly, my affirmation is success is my inevitable outcome. Success is my inevitable outcome. I thought this was a really good one, especially fitting for Zingara, who is here today, who also, you know, speaks about manifesting and all that good stuff on her TikTok account. For me, this is one of those things that like, if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? You kind of just have to have a mindset shift and just picture yourself being successful, picking, picture yourself getting that job, picture yourself, you know, succeeding in some way rather than thinking of the what ifs or worst case scenarios. Like if you can just picture the outcome going in your favor and keep that mindset, it's kind of like that thing is already yours. So that's my affirmation for the week, you guys. Success is my inevitable outcome. Take that saying with you today. Say it out loud. Write it down and uh, and just know that success is already yours. So with all that being said, you guys, uh, I want to introduce Gabrielle to you guys, otherwise known as Ngara. Um, again, she's an incredible rising artist. She's absolutely killing it. And I think, you know, if you could just see, you know, the stuff she does on her TikTok page and her personality, she's got a really, really good soul and uh, she seems wise behind beyond her years. So uh, I think you guys will find this conversation super interesting. Go show her some love and support. Please stream her music. Say hello to her on social media. Uh, and if you guys enjoy this episode in the end, I would absolutely love it if you would share this to your Instagram stories. And um, yeah, tell a friend about it. Rate and review all that good stuff. All right. With all that being said, let's jump into this interview with Zingara. 
You guys, today I have a very, very special guest on the podcast. She is a rising based artist who has built a really incredible community online. You might've seen her popping off on TikTok uh, when she isn't dropping her like super trippy, bouncy tracks. Uh, she's probably talking about the universe over on her TikTok page. So please join me in welcoming Zingara to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. It's so nice to meet you. I I have to just tell you like the story beforehand because it's so funny. Like you came onto my radar probably within the last few months. It was actually Vibe with Aid who was like talking about your music, mentioning your TikTok page. And then I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but once somebody says something, it like enters your universe and then you start seeing it everywhere kind of thing. And then that's like basically <laughs> what happened to me with you. I'm like, I'm seeing you here. Then I'm seeing all the electric hawk posts and stuff like that. And I just had... um. Dariel, the founder of Electric Hawk on the podcast and was chatting with him. So yeah. So now I was like, okay, I need to like talk to you and know your story and know like how you got here. So I'm just super excited to chat with you. T- kick it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself first and, and everything you've been up to pretty much. Okay. So hello, my name is Gabrielle, but I go by Zingaro, which is the title of my music project. I've been working on this for about three years now, but I guess over quarantine is when I started to really full put all my focus onto it and pick it up. Um, I My heart is in bass music. I like the deep wubs. I like to get trippy with it. Um, But I do, I'm obsessed with all electronic music. I've been a huge fan of going to shows, going to festivals um, of certain artists for several years now. And I'm very grateful and blessed to actually see my project and my dreams coming to life right now. But yeah, I guess... That's the basic intro. Awesome. I was going to ask you a little bit about that too, because it. I was going to say as a fan first, can you talk a little bit about what your experience has been like just going to shows and festivals and like, you know, what that's been like for you over the past few years? Yes. Yeah, so um, I guess I... Growing up, I grew up on a farm. So I grew up listening to country music. And literally right when I got to college, it was like shift. I was like, pause, no more of this stuff. I mean... No hate if you guys listen to country music, but I was, I went to my first festival. I went to Bonnaroo and okay. it literally completely changed everything for me. I mean, the atmosphere, the people that I met, the performances that I've seen. And I think it was Alice in Wonderland on the last night that I saw. And I was like, damn, I want to be like her. Like I mm-hmm. love performing. I danced my whole life as well. And so when I got to college, I also hurt my knee and I couldn't dance anymore. And I was like, I need another way to perform where I'm not, you know, putting all this pressure on my knee. Um, because I love being in front of crowds. I love music. I've always had that love for music and performing. And so after I went to that festival, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to teach myself to DJ. I've had some other people telling me that I should have gotten on it by now, just because I was also a film major in college. And I love Mm -hmm. to um, film the DJs at my local clubs. That's what I like to do. I always love music videos. Um, So after going to that festival and then going to a few more, I was like, okay, I really want to do this. I love everybody that goes to these events. I love the atmosphere. I love the music so much. And this is what I want to do. This is for me. That's so cool. I feel like that is people have a similar experience to that. Like I think some people just attend events and shows and things like that as a hobby and they love the music. And then there are some people who are like, whoa, this completely rocked my world. Like, this is what I want to do professionally. I want to be in this world all the time, which is what happened to you. I think that's super cool. So where I wanted to hear the connection. So that's interesting that you were filming these shows and things like that. What was that? Were you just doing that like as a freelancer for work or just for fun? Yeah, I was doing it for freelance just because I was a film major and I, um, I went to a local small festival in my hometown and I met one of the promoters for it. And he told me he had a promotional company um, at one of the venues in Towson, which is where I went to school. And he asked me if I wanted to come film and I did, and I loved it. And I was like, hold up. I want to, I don't want to be filming it. I want to be playing the music. Like I've always just been, I've always been that annoying girl that is like, give me the aux cord. Like I know know exactly what the mood is. I know the vibe. Um, But yeah, I just, I started um, also realizing that with my, film major I could also 
take music classes and music courses. Mm. So once I finished all of the classes I needed for film, I was like, okay, what do I like better? Do I like filming or do I like music and DJing? And I picked music and I basically had to make that sacrifice because I mean, all of my connections are with music now instead of film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I took as many music classes as I could after that. And that's what branched out this tree that I'm working on right now. (laughs) I love that though. I think it's so good to be well-rounded though, and just have that knowledge because one, you never know when that will come in handy. And two, I think I'm sure you probably are super involved in like your own artwork and how you're going to be representing yourself too. And now you have like that side of it, which is cool. I'm lucky with that just because I can do all my own promotional videos and work like that. Mm. So very lucky. Very cool. (laughs) Wait, so- was it always bass music for you back then too? Or were you into other types of music so, too? When I started DJing, the first person that like offered me to like test it was a small bar and that those people at that bar liked hip hop. So I was, I started out scratching and doing, um, playing a lot of hip hop music. But um, when I went to certain shows, it was always the bass music that really just like hit a spot in my heart that I was mm-hmm. like this is awesome I like to call it sexy dubstep um <laughs> because, like it, that yeah. type of music really just hits a spot for me um but I do overall like I mean I can rock to anything we we got house music going on I'll, I'll mm-hmm. vibe to that um but yeah I mean I guess it's it's really always been bass music what was the process like for you learning like did you pick it up quickly or were there some things you struggled with I think I picked up quicker than others just because of the people I was surrounded by, just because, mm-hmm. you know, I was um, filming and watching everyone. And also because when I was dancing, I would make the mixes um, for when we would have competitions myself. Mm-hmm. And so also my boyfriend, he is also a DJ and a producer. So I learned a lot from him as well. And because mm-hmm. of the classes I could take, it really just clicked easier for me. And also because I danced like eight counts and knowing how music Mm -hmm. works and all that type of stuff I also used to play the clarinet so like I understood like music theory and everything so I definitely picked it up a little bit quicker I would say but I'm still nowhere where (laughs) I eventually would like to be right that's okay I mean but the growth is unreal too because honestly like six months from now you could be in a completely different spot than you're in now so I think things happen quickly, especially when we have the time to dedicate to them. So how long ago was this? Um, that was at the end of my freshman year of college is where I picked up DJing. But then mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until my the end of my junior year of college where I bought Ableton and I actually started to produce music and take my projects seriously. Because before then, you know, I loved it. I was doing it for fun. But realistically, I was like, can I see myself doing this the rest of my life? I would love to, but mm-hmm. I would really have to sacrifice everything else that I also have a love for. That's the Virgo in me. I like to do and be good at a lot of little small things. Yeah. So I really was like, if I'm going to dedicate myself to this, I'm going to work on it every single day. And mm-hmm. I know that quarantine, you know, starting off rough, it's been very difficult for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I decided for myself that I, this is going to be my time to really focus mm-hmm. on making my dreams come true. And like you said, if I could go back six months ago and tell myself even where Mm -hmm. I am now, I like, I wouldn't believe you. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think obviously given this year too, it kind of forced a lot of people to really focus in, like reprioritize, work on themselves, do all these things, hone in on a new craft and things like that. So yeah, I think the growth was like exponential this past year, but wait, so you are, are you 22 now? Yes. Okay. So are you still in school? Or are you done with school? I graduated at the end of 2020. So just okay. Nice. Oh my God. So you have a degree in filmmaking. Or- yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay, cool. I mean, that's nice. That's you wrap that chapter up. You completed it. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I just finished at that point. And just because mm-hmm. I, I had the opportunity to take so many music classes, I was like, okay, with my senior year and the end of my junior year, I literally took mm-hmm. all music theory and music production classes so um, cool. with like using microphones and micing up different bands and live music as well so mm-hmm. it was really 
That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely good again, excuse me, just to have that background and like learn that and you were so close anyway. So that's nice that you were able to wrap that up and, and do everything with that. And so when did things start to pick up? Like when did this project were you like, Oh wow. Okay. We're doing something. (laughs) Funny how it happened. So at the end of um, August of last year, I was like, I've always been obsessed with TikTok. Um, I used to have it as a joke in 2018. (laughs) Okay. And so I was like, why don't I just try to like take TikTok seriously, you know, write down some ideas, make videos every single day. Um, And that's what I started doing. And it wasn't until January when I released my song, Chemical Dreams, where that got a lot of traction, which caught me by total surprise. Like I woke (laughs) up the next day and I saw that my song had like 20,000 plays in a few days. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Like what's going on? And it was so random that I've had other people like ask me if I like bought the plays to it and that kind of stuff, because it was like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And ever since that song and because of TikTok, I have been really pushing my music side of TikTok instead of just talking about spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where it really started picking up. And I started doing my weekly little DJ videos on there, which yep. I've gotten some good recognition in, in my opinion. And it's really awesome to see my hard work, like finally starting to pick up, it's pick itself up. And mm-hmm. you know, because of TikTok and because of chemical dreams, that's where I met Tate, my manager with electric Hawk. Yep. That is just an amazing team of people. And I am so blessed to be a part of that. And, uh, have made the small connections I have just because of TikTok. It's Mm -hmm. this app can do when you use it in a positive way. Seriously. I love that for you. I fucking (laughs) love T. She's so cool. Uh, Okay. I want to talk about the partnership, but um, so, okay. I want to go through this a little bit further. So chemical dreams, which is so fucking good, by the way, you guys (laughs) just had that in one of my YouTube videos, but um, okay. So when did that officially drop? What date did that drop? That was January 10th, I believe. And that was that was my final project for one of my music classes in college. Like oh, that wow. was my final project. So I didn't even know if I wanted to put Eddie, it out. It plus, like, plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The day before I was supposed to release it, I was like, I don't know, should I take it out of stores? I was not confident about it just because it was so different from what I usually make. Mm-hmm. And I was like, people gonna like this. And I was not expecting anything, which is why it's crazy. Like I was so on the complete opposite side of this song and the reaction that I got, I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys should keep it up. Yep. Wow. And then look at where it's gone. Okay. So if you could describe to the audience, if they're new to you, I know it's hard to say this, but like, how would you describe your sound or what kind of music are you trying to make? Okay. So I came up with this idea a few months ago. I was like, who is stopping me from making and making my own subgenre of music. Mm-hmm. So because I like, I'm morphing my brand with music, with spirituality. So I was like, I want to make a subgenre called astral trap. And what this means is that when you come and you see me play and you hear my music, it's supposed to not, even though the sounds are deeper, it's like the way that I'm making it and the way that I tune into things when I produce music, mm-hmm. it's to raise your vibration. And not only put you into your own minds, but explore yourself and listen to the music and feel like make you feel different than mm. usual. So that's why, that's why I was like, okay, I'm just going to start my own subgenre. I'll call it astral trap. And it's supposed to be a mix between universal spiritual mm-hmm. vibes and deep web bassy vibes combined. Wow. That just <laughs> hit me in like a different kind of way. Cause like you just described that perfectly. I completely get what you're trying to say with the music you've put out so far. I fucking love that. That's such a cool thing. I was going to say there's so many subgenres and genres now at this point, it's like a dangerous game to play. So it's like, you, it's hard to categorize people, especially some artists just want to make a different sound with every single song they release. So it's like, I was like, why not? Yeah. Why, why don't put people that? into a box? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. A lot of people, like when they go to shows, it's like, they want to like almost like leave, leave their mind space. And it's like, no, honey, I'm bringing you in there. I'm making you do all your shadow work so and good. release everything. So you go in there and you release everything when you listen to me play. And that's my goal. 
Ooh. So have you done any sh- live shows yet? Um, yeah. So before quarantine and everything, I was playing um, around locally or la- around Maryland at the different venues. And my first like my first like big show was opening for Subtronics, which oh, that wow. whole time I was like having panic attacks. So I was like, is this <laughs> I like couldn't believe that I like made that accomplishment in my life just because I looked up to him so yeah, much. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and then, right? I mean, I had shows lined up and then, you know, everything mm-hmm. stopped. So I've been doing live streams, um, not only with like Electric Hawk and different people, but also mm-hmm. on my TikTok, I go on live and I DJ for people as much as I can, just because I don't feel comfortable. Um, I haven't felt comfortable playing shows. Um, and I, you know, I just want to make sure everybody's safe right now. But I do have um, a festival coming up in May that's like pod style. So you can go cool vibe in a pod. So I was like, okay, I feel I feel safe with that one. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. Is so. that the one in Utah? No, yeah. that one it's in Tennessee. It's called oh, cool. um Big Electro Fest. It's cool. Well, oh, that's gonna be so interesting from your perspective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's gonna be my first real show back in over a year. So I'm like, wow, I need to because I don't have the um, equipment I use. I use CDJs when I perform, but at home I have a different um, board. So I'm like, which one of my friends can I steal their CDJs and practice? Yeah. <laughs> I got to like, I got to pick them up. Yeah. 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 But the good thing is, cause I'm thinking about this, even just preparing for festival season. The good thing is everybody's in the same position. Like everybody's warming up. Everybody doesn't feel ready or like, you know, I haven't been working out as much as I should be like, oh, yeah. we're all going to be fine the way we are. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just, I know that the energy when everybody does mm. back, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited. That's so excited. Yeah. It's, it's definitely starting to pick up. Cause I know sometimes you can confuse the line between being like overwhelmed or having anxiety with an excitement. And I've been trying to have these mindset shifts of being like, you're excited. You're not nervous. You're excited. Think about it that way rather than thinking about it as like anxiety, but things are opening up. And I think that momentum from going to like feeling like we're stuck in our house every single day, the same routine daily shit and into like, nope, switch. Like we're off to the races. Shit is opening. Like, I think it's going to be very fast paced. I have a feeling, especially for you. (laughs) That perfectly. I totally agree. It's exciting though. I mean, and the other thing too, that you've done this whole past year is like really build up your community because I think the focus on TikTok was extremely smart because there's so many artists out there trying to get heard. And it's like, you can take something as simple as TikTok, which I know how much work it takes to manage a TikTok. It's not easy to create that many posts, but I think it's awesome that you really focused on just building up your community. Like, can you talk a little bit about your page? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I also, I want to make this connection too, really quickly, just Mm -hmm. for people in case anyone is interested in using TikTok the right way. Imagine YouTube when it just started out many years ago Mm -hmm. and where the original creators are right now. Now is the time to start up your social media page to start up on TikTok because imagine where it's going to be in 10 years. And yep. so I started, I had that mindset and I was like, you know what, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in August is when I started um, posting some DJ videos, but mainly I was talking about um, my experiences with spirituality and with spirit in general. Um, just because ever since I was a child, I have been able to communicate with spirit. And whether anyone wants to believe that or not, anyone, everyone has their own experiences. And I started talking about it. Um, and then I got asked more questions about it. And so then I would make videos answering everybody's questions. And then it really spiraled off into, wow, I can really help people out. I didn't understand or realize how many people were the same as me. Just because when I was a kid and I would talk to my friends about my ghost experiences, they would think I'm psycho. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that so many people had similar experiences. So um, I, my page started picking up talking about um, spirit and, you know, how to work with yourself and the universe and angel numbers, spirit guides, all that. Kind it. Of yeah, stuff. it's a whole different realm of TikTok. And then when I talked about I got so focused on that, that I kind of almost pushed music aside. And then when I posted my song Chemical Dreams, that's when I was like, hold up. I'm going to morph the two together. And that's when I have been going back and forth, you know, every other video I'm talking about the universe or then I'm talking about music. (laughs) So that's where I am right now, just trying to morph the two as best as I can. And it's also kind of difficult in a way because TikTok likes when you have 
one niche that you talk about. Yeah. And I am literally all over the place. It's the Virgo <laughs> thing. And I just have so many things that I want to talk about and teach about that it is mm-hmm. more challenging for me, but I also like the challenge. So, yep. Yep. I mean, as a viewer too, because to me, I, I, I agree with the app. Like it is a little frustrating that they like want you to kind of categorize yourself, but as a user, like we're multifaceted people. Like I have the same interests as you, which is, I love that you talk about spirituality and music. Cause those are both my interests as well. And there are so many other people out there you know, like we're not going to have one interest that we focus on. So it, it is frustrating that the app does that, but I was going to say, I love the range that you post. I'm so into the spirituality shit. It's so cool. I mean, <laughs> everyone listening right now, yes, it's a music podcast, but we're going to talk about spirituality for a couple minutes here. So <laughs> hang tight. Um, okay. Can you just speak a little bit more about it? Like w- you said it was started with like when you were a kid, but now as an adult, how has that changed for you? Are you even more spiritual? Have you learned different practices? Like where are you at with it now? So, um, when I was a child, I realized that I had spirits coming to me and I was like, am I schizophrenic or is this Mm -hmm. real? And because, um, I met my aunt when I was in seventh grade, long story short, Mm -hmm. and she is also a psychic medium among many other things. She also is witchcraft. She's a crazy, she's a crazy lady. She's also pretty much. (laughs) Um, and she came up to me and she literally told me, she was like, I know that you can see spirit. And, um, I was like, okay, can you teach me? And she taught me literally everything as a child, you know, about how crystals have energy about how to work with spirit, um, what to do with lost souls, um, teaching me about Reiki, teaching me about spirituality. Mm. And when I got, I loved it. I was so focused on it when I was in middle school and beginning of high school. But right when I got to college, it all faded to the side, just because, you know, we're in Mm -hmm. college, we're going to, we're going to be crazy. And it wasn't until I graduated and moved, I graduated at the end of December. It was when I moved home from my apartment, um, back in the end of March, early April of last year, where I got home and it was like, it hit me in the face. Spirit and the universe was literally like, Gabrielle, it is time to wake back up. It is time to get on your shit. It is time to talk about this and do this and put it in people's faces. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to talk about it because I never talked about it publicly. And also I think it's important if I am trying to do music, I think it's important to connect with your crowd on a deeper level than just, you know, Mm -hmm. posting Instagram picture every two weeks or, you know, posting your music. But draws people in is becoming deep and personable with people. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I want to do. Like, I don't have anything to hide. I would love to help anybody like watching, listening to me. I'm literally on the internet to help people with my music and with spirituality. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I always say. I wouldn't have social media without it. So Yeah. No, it's so good. You're speaking so authentically, like from yourself. And I love that you said you, it hit you and you were like, I just have to talk about it. Cause I think it's when it's coming from a good place, it's like, yep, you need, you need to, you need to share the message. There's people out there who need to hear it, you know? And then when I did start it talking about it, I was like, why have I not thought about doing this beforehand? (laughs) I was like, what have I been doing the past four years? Like, (laughs) yeah, crazy. What would you say to somebody who, Cause there, you know, obviously is this whole like spiritual reawakening. It's been very evident within this past year, which makes a lot of sense. Like that happened for me. I was similar to you where, um, not fully psychic, but like, I'm weirdly, I'm a Pisces, like weirdly intuitive. And I have very vivid dreams. I've had grandparents visit me in dreams and I'll like think things very strangely. And a few days later, things will happen. I'm like, what the fuck? So I have weird things like that happen. But until this past year in April, 2020, I picked up like reading tarot cards and learned about crystals. So that is very new. So for you, somebody that it's been involved in your life, like, what would you say to other people who are just discovering it now? Like, how do they dip their toes into this? Well, the first thing I would say is that literally everybody's psychic, whether everybody Mm -hmm. wants to believe that or not, everybody is psychic, you know? Um, anybody can open up and accept, um, their third eye, their penal gland. And Mm -hmm. that is a thing, you know, your third eye, your penal gland literally has rods and cones in it, which is crazy. Like it's literally a third eye Mm -hmm. Everybody has it. And what I would say starting out is read books period. Don't, you know, it's, it's fun to go onto TikTok and learn just like a lot. There's a huge community Mm -hmm. there, but read books, 
Um, spirituality is for everybody. Don't listen to people that try to gatekeep it because a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And everybody's a spiritual being. Um, if you're trying to get into crystals, I would say to go to your nearest crystal shop mm-hmm. and pick out what you feel drawn to. There's no like, you have to get this one first because crystals, I mean, everything has energy to it. This couch, you know, everything mm-hmm. vibrates and um, crystals really have certain energies to them. Um, if you're trying to manifest, you know, your dreams, literally getting a crystal and wearing it around every day, I kid you not, it can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Tarot cards. Tarot cards are also very interesting. I'm happy that you said you're getting into them just because Love it. You know, I was introduced to them as a kid and I always thought it was crazy because mm-hmm. I still have pictures of my readings and one of the most profound tarot readings I've had, it literally said, you need to make music. It was a card that said, make music. Wow. After you make music, this is what's going to happen. You're going to find a boyfriend. You're going to do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. It was all these cards and it all came true within the next year. And, you know, all of that's real. There's, um, I saw a video the other day of this girl that was talking about all the different combos of tarot mm-hmm. cards. And it's, it's thousands. If you're just going to do a two card spread yeah. you know, for people that don't believe in it, it, it can resonate with you if you accept it. So, you know, it's, it's, spirituality is for everyone I would just say do your own research find your niche of what you want to you know learn mm-hmm. about most and you don't have to have crystals tarot cards doing any of that mm-hmm. to consider yourself a spiritual person right um, you know it's it's kind of the aesthetic that's changing things now um but yeah it's a lot it's a lot to, I, I literally thought what you were talking I was like can you imagine because it's uh, this is not a new thing guys hello but can you imagine like all of like the crystal shops and like the local places who have probably been like quiet they've been there forever and now in this past year like popping off <laughs> I can't even imagine and I like swear half of it is because of TikTok just because it's, of the, yeah it's crazy huge community on there it's mm-hmm. literally insane and the people that I've met I mean I could talk about this for hours I know. <laughs> Yeah, the coming on. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. But I mean, it's exciting. I think like whatever entryway you find into it, like follow what feels best for you. And do you think this like how does this affect your career? Because you obviously have a certain mindset. Do you think this helps you guide like where you're going and just feel more confident in everything you're doing? Yeah. I um have had so many experiences to tell myself that like literally right now sitting here talking to you mm-hmm. is exactly where I need to be. And I think that everybody, whether you are having good days, bad days, bad weeks, months, you're still where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, spirituality has not only helped me accept me wanting to do something different and everyone listening that is, you know, trying to make music as a career, it's okay to focus on this and like put everything else aside and really focus on your dreams. And it's made me really want to put my goals first above anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't care what I have to do to get there. And um, yeah, I mean, even just like, I know I talk about um, angel numbers a lot and seeing Mm -hmm. repeating numbers. And those just literally mean that you are also exactly where you need to be. We're in perfect synchronicity with where we are. Mm -hmm. And the more you start to see them, the more you'll start to notice that nothing is a coincidence. And it's crazy the amount of coincidences you'll start to see yep. when you get more involved and when you are more aware of what's going on. It's crazy. I know. I'm so <laughs> big on the angel. I love that shit. The angel numbers thing really changed everything. Literally yesterday I was buying my EDC flight and I was like, oh, this is really fucking expensive. Like maybe I should wait a couple of days. And the flight length was 444. I was like, I'm buying the flight. Yeah. <laughs> It's I was like, this is it. Yeah. I, I always say to trust the universe and I'm like, do I trust it too much sometimes? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like if I see something or if something goes horribly wrong for me, yeah. I'm like, whatever, I guess it's supposed to happen. I'm like, is that a good thing? I know. It's so funny. That's it's like that with like signs and things like that. Like we obviously in yeah. the neighborhood, there's a sign that like the number is two, two, two. And I say it every time my fiance is like, the sign's not going anywhere. You know, it's there. I'm like, whatever. It makes me feel good every time. <laughs> whatever. Oh no. I think that, I think this stuff is super, super interesting. And I think there's just like there's just something about having those mindset shifts too, especially like being in this industry. I feel like if whatever you can take on that makes you feel more comfortable, more confident, feel more abundant, like 
why not? Why not do those practices? And since you're so early, like in this industry, can you talk a little bit about like what the experiences has been like so far, even working with Electric Hawk? Um, so far, me doing music has been amazing for me. Um, I know that it can stress a lot of people out just because like nowadays, if you like aren't on social media, like marketing is like one of the most important things, mm-hmm. which is weird because I mean, it used to obviously not be like that. Um, but I mean, it's been great. And especially with Tate, with Electric Hawk, I always say, I always hype her up. I'm like, she is the best person ever. Seriously. I'm so blessed for, to have her. Um, and she's really like pushing me in the right direction. Um, you know, helping me out with certain things that have been going on. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with the music industry. I'm obsessed with music, but there's mm-hmm. also like the toxic side of it. And I mean, we don't really have to get into that, but I've mm-hmm. definitely have felt pulled to that and like mm-hmm. got involved in that. And I'm like, hold up, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it can be stressful and it can be annoying and people are going to use you and people are going to be rude to you and hate mm-hmm. you because you're doing what you want to do or hate you because you're actually getting some recognition. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, screw them. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, you got to stay in your own lane. I really shift my mindset to really focus on myself. Stop letting other people really like negatively influence me, mm-hmm. be myself, wear what I want to wear, say what I want to say, um, yep. what I want to do. And that's the mindset you have to have if you're going to be publicly in an industry that really is nitpicky if that makes sense totally yep and you got to just put yeah like put your blinders on because if you're focused on what you're doing and it's coming from a good place and you believe in it and everything like that like obviously naturally as you grow you're going to have more and more eyeballs on you and more and more people who aren't in your community who are going to comment and do all those things but I think yeah if you just know what you're doing and stay stay true to it you'll be fine it's also funny to me just because of like on my TikTok account I, I have the two sides of it the spiritual side and the music mm-hmm. side when I go live and like the other day I was going live and DJing and some of the comments were like I don't get it and I'm just <laughs> <don't care. laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, it's just like some people are so hateful on the internet that if you're going to be on there you really just have to put your shades on and hit the block button like, yeah <laughs> Yep. Or just don't, I tell my friend, like one of my friends, cause I work as like a social media coach now. So I work with some girls and I tell them like, they ask me, what do I do with a DM or a negative comment? I'm like, do not even respond or give it your time of day because I know you want to defend yourself, but like that will just trigger that person to keep going. Like let yeah. them, they just needed to get out whatever they needed to get out that day. It's not about you. So like, let them do their post and ignore it and just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Always a reflection of themselves and I yeah. really just laugh these days like if I get a hate comment it's funny to me because I'm mm-hmm. like what how do you have the time to do that who has the time to leave negative yep. shit on the internet you know what I'm saying so I mean totally. if you do my TikTok and all the people I've blocked it's it's hilarious to me yeah. <laughs> I laugh about it with my other friends that um talk like are content creators on TikTok we just always geek about it because you're like the amount of people we've blocked because there's so mm-hmm. many people on the internet is actually comical. Yeah. And you just got, and and that's the difference too. Like you're just out here creating, sharing your art, doing what, doing your thing. And then there are people who are watching and people who feel bad about it for whatever reason. But again, it's, it's not about you and it's exciting. I mean, I'm really excited for you. I feel like there's so much on the horizon. And since this is a festival related podcast, I do want to chat with you about just like live events and festivals coming up. So since you're a fan of festivals, one, what has been like one of your favorite festival memories? And two, what's a dream festival you would love to play? Okay. Hmm. One of my favorite memories. That is so hard <laughs> just because, you know, it's, oh, it's all of them are fun. I guess, um, I guess my dream festival to play, I'm going to have to say Bonnaroo just because that was the first festival mm-hmm. I went to. And I just, the atmosphere there it feels like that's the festival that feels like home to me mm-hmm. um and I don't know I guess one of my favorite memories is going to hijinks honestly um do you, have you hijinks heard, that's in Philly right yeah, yeah and I so I went to the first year of it and then last year I got to play the um official after party for it so that was like nice. when I found out it was the day of that I found out that I could play it. I was like, shit, I got to put something together real quick. But I had <laughs> the most fun times I've had in a long time. So I guess that would be my favorite. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely Bonnaroo, my number one place to play. Have you camped at a lot of festivals? Um, I love camping. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I think that I'm going to be camping at this one too, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a, I'm a camp camping. Yeah. I, <laughs> grimy. Like I don't care. Oh, no, I love it. I'm doing well. Electric forest last year would have been my first like camping experience. I don't know why I've always done city festivals or just done hotels, but now that EDC is happening, I'm technically, I'm doing camp EDC. Technically it's not the camp, like in the woods camping experience, but we'll see how that goes. Any tips? Um, <laughs> bring a shade, like bring something for shade is like mm-hmm. my one thing. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know if you can get like little fans too for like inside your tent because it's literally impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard to sleep, yeah. um, sleeping like around so much music and so much going on. Um, maybe even earplugs. If you have trouble falling asleep, I can fall asleep anywhere. So yep. I don't really have a problem with it. But yeah. Even at um, camping at Bonnaroo, it's so beautiful there just because it's a whole giant open field and mm-hmm. it's so big that you can tell if the earth is circular if that makes sense. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's insane. Beautiful. All right. I wanted to ask this before too, but I forgot. I just remembered. Um, you have an Etsy shop as well, right? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? So I opened that up, um, I, I guess the end of 2020. Um, I started wire wrapping jewelry because um, I wanted to put some merch out for Zingara. Mm-hmm. And um I was like, what better? I didn't want to do like stickers or t-shirts. That's, I wanted to do something different. And I was like, what better way than to make crystal jewelry? Like, that's my vibe. That's my thing. And so I made some of those. And then I opened up my Etsy shop. I was making rings. I have someone right now. Mm-hmm. And I was making a bunch of different crystals because also my uncle owns a crystal shop in Maryland. And oh, cool. um, he would go to these big um, crystal conventions and then bring me back a ton of crystals to wire wrap. So I'm definitely working on restocking that just because, you know, I'm all over the place. Like I said, (laughs) I feel like I have so many crystals to wrap and different um, styles and stuff that I want to make, but it's like finding the time to do that. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) where are my priorities? Um, Yeah, it's a full-time job. Like I want to, I definitely have some crystals for my next like merch drop, but it just, it takes so long. I'm not just, you know, ordering mm-hmm. stickers. Yep. It's different for me, but it's going to be worth it once it does come out because <laughs> some cool stuff. Unless, like, Ooh. Yeah. I want to add, I want to end on like, what are you most excited about right now? Like, what are you working on? Um, I'm working on my first EP. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. And I'm also working on an EP with my friend. She goes by Austeria. Um, and so that I'm very excited to release more music this year. I have another song, a collab coming out with my boyfriend. He goes by Royal Flush next month and I'm super excited. Um, and most importantly, I'm excited to get shows rolling back in, like Mm -hmm. go back to kind of normal to play a show again. You know, it's like, is it anxiety or is it excitement? I don't know. (laughs) point but either way I am ready I'm ready to perform release more music and connect with people and also get some more crazy outfits have excuse to buy some more yes. festival outfits for it <laughs> so, yep. oh I'm so excited for you so I my rave fam always calls it potential energy we like coined that term like every time before we went to a festival we were like getting the nervous butterflies and the same thing. We were like, Oh, I'm getting anxiety. I can just like get that feeling. And we're like, no, we're calling it potential energy. Cause you're not just, you're not there yet. You're not at the event, but it's building. And that's like the feeling we're sitting in right now. <laughs> that's good. Yep. Yep. No, I'm so excited for you. I literally can't wait to be like in the crowd, either at your show or at a festival and see you up there, like absolutely fucking kill it one day. It's- yeah, it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. It's going to happen. Keep seriously, keep doing what you're doing. Um, where can people connect with you and find you online? Um, my TikTok is Zingara Music, Z-I-N-G-A-R-A Music. My I have to fix this. Honestly, I'm kind of slacking. They're all different. <laughs> I mean, Instagram, Zingara.official. Twitter, Zingara Official. But if you want to see the most of me, um, definitely go to my TikTok page. Um, mm-hmm. And feel free to ask me any questions you have about music, about spirituality, DJing. I'm here, like I said, to help everybody listening. Um, and yeah. 
nonstop content and music. Go check it out. Go show some love and support. Zingara, hang tight. Everybody else, I'll be back with EDM News. Thank you. Alrighty, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Zingara. Again, please go show her some love and support. Check her out on TikTok, stream her music, uh, whatever it might be. Tell her Rave Culture Cast sent you. Uh, I am super excited to see where her career goes. I know this is just the beginning for her. She's got a great partnership with Electric Hawk uh, and a great manager in Tate. So I'm really, really excited for her. And I think her sound is super, super interesting. Like I said, I can't stop playing Chemical Dreams. It's insane. And she's like getting me back into bass music. So we love that. All right. uh, I'm going to jump into some industry news here and then we will wrap this thing up. Okay. First and foremost, let's start. We've got a couple different announcements here. I got to talk about the ARC lineup. Has anybody seen this? Because it's insane. It's probably old news at this point already. But basically, there is a brand new house music festival coming to the birthplace of house music in Chicago. Um, I talked about this festival when the announcement came out a while ago on the podcast. But yeah, we officially have the full lineup. I'm pretty sure tickets honestly might be sold out at this point because it was so fire. It is so stacked. I can't even comprehend you guys. Like if you are a house music fan, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to go through it because it's small. It's a two day festival. So you've got Adam Bayer back to back. Serezdi. Serezdi is Eric Prids alias. You have a Bob Moses club set. Fire. Camel Fat. Kristoff. Deborah DeLuca. Holy shit. You've got some techno on here too, by the way. Uh, Derek Carter, DJ Heather, DJ Pierre. I don't know anybody in that line, so I got to do my research. Eli and Fur, Eric Prids. Eric Prids is on here three times, you guys. Just you wait. Fisher, so we've got some tech house. Gene Farris, Hiroko Yamayura, Hot Since 82. Never seen him. Very excited about that. Idris D, Luciano, Latrell, Mason Maynard, big fan. Uh, Matham, Mathame, sorry if I butchered that. Medusa, my mind was completely blown when I saw Medusa. Honestly, that was like one of the biggest selling points because I think he's awesome. Nicole Mudaber, holy shit, legend. Patrick Topping, Seth Troxler, Steve Gerrard, the Martinez brothers, Will Clark, and Zoo. Like the amount of power and like legends on this lineup is ridiculous. Not only that, in the bottom, there's going to be a full stage experience from Elro, which is so cool. I have never uh, personally attended an Elro show live. However, they build these like absolutely incredible, surreal, like fantastical world. It's like a fully immersive experience. So that in itself is amazing that they're going to be um, basically like a stage host. And on top of that, so you've already got Eric Prids twice on this lineup. He's also going to be playing the official after party as his alias Prita. Some of you say Prita. I say Prita. I don't really know which one's correct, but I say Prita. Um, that is my favorite alias that he does. I absolutely love it. So it says all ticket holders will get a closing party at Radius, which is this big venue in Chicago and Prita is playing. So that is just insanity. I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep you guys posted but I'm pretty sure I'm going to not go to Elements and I'm going to go to Arc now. <laughs> I changed my mind. So we're going to try and make that happen. And I'm going to go to Chicago for the first time for Labor Day weekend, potentially. So I would love to cover that festival. Okay, we also have a virtual festival coming up. I think it's this weekend. Yes, Saturday, April 24th. Um, Porter Robinson is taking his festival Secret Sky and making it a virtual festival, which is really cool. You've got Bauer, Boys Noise, End of the World, Imanu, Back to Back, Bunshin, question mark, and James Ivy, Caro Carabonito, Lack City, Masakatsu, Takagi, Takagi, I think. Yeah, Takagi. No Rome, Porter Robinson, Rez, Salute, Surf, Swarty, Wave Racer, Yvette Young really cool so you guys can definitely check that out if you're a porter fan or if you're a secret sky fan that is going to be happening for you we also got some new music you guys from kaigo which is really exciting i absolutely love kaigo um and i was excited to see a new single from him it's a little bit more chilled out but it's called gone are the days so definitely feel free to check that one out Alrighty, and then we also have some festival announcements here. Forbidden Kingdom, which is taking place June 11th to the 12th in Florida. Uh, This is also Insomniac is helping produce this event now. I think we all knew. They just had a live stream. 
but I wanted to mention because I saw this they are going to be switching locations for this event so it says they're going to be relocating to the Orlando Amphitheater at Central Florida Fairgrounds for its 2021 return this new venue will host an upgraded layout with more space for our kingdom to thrive we can't wait to share phase one of our most epic lineup to date on April 19th so it's already out but when I'm recording this is it's the 17th so I don't know the full lineup yet um, but yeah, so there you go, guys. It's going to be in a new location. I'm sure you guys are lo- who are local will understand what that venue will be like. And then WWE fam, uh, by the time this comes out, it's coming up this weekend, which is insane. This is like the first major music festival in the United States since, you know, pre, no, excuse me, post COVID kind of, kind of in the middle of it, a little controversial, but anyway. Um, so here is their health and safety plan that they posted says attention team Abby and team W no matter what team you're on your health and safety is our number one our job is to hashtag save the rave and we need your help the easiest way to enter is to use the health pass by clear app and enter the fast lanes all you need to do is download the app verify your identity and complete a virtual health screening before you arrive there will be a second line for our fully vaccinated friends with their vaccination cards lastly there will be a third general entry line with anonymous health screenings and if you see a few covid sniffing canine front canine friends at the gates they are helping to keep us all safe um, you guys can get more information if you're attending at abwfestival.com backslash health pass very interesting so from what i've heard people saying like if you're vaccinated obviously amazing you'll have your own entry but from what i've heard the app is literally just like a health screening that you could fill out I guess like how you're feeling and things like that or I'm sure it's like if when you're traveling like have you been around anybody who's been exposed blah 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 so I don't know how safe that is obviously anybody could lie on a health screening so you know we'll see how everything goes I'm wishing them the best COVID cases have been going down in Texas I know Disco Donnie if you don't follow him on Twitter you should he puts on this festival he's the founder so definitely follow him if you want some light entertainment and also like information and tips because he's posting all the time Alrighty, you guys that is everything that i've got for you this week i really really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did and you guys are enjoying this free content what you can do to show your love and support is rate and review on itunes um, we also have two incredible rave culture cast communities you guys so there's a facebook group which is amazing and then we also just started a discord group so if you want to like have more conversations find a rave fam like all that good stuff we have all these different channels for different festivals like east coast ravers west coast midwest all that good stuff so the discord group is always uh, linked down below in the description and again i just wanted to shout out the new player collection is out if you guys want to buy any merch and show some support to the podcast i really really appreciate it and of course If you guys are considering launching a podcast, I am so, so, so excited for this brand new course I am doing. It's really going to change everything for you. We're going to put away excuses about time, money, all that stuff like that is going away. You're going to commit to yourself over the course of these six weeks and you will come out with a high quality podcast by the end of it. Uh, you know, that is my personal mission to help you get there. So I'm super, super excited about that. Uh, enrollment is now open. Payment plan uh, options are available if you guys want to split up the payments and make it easier on yourself. But um, yeah, I hope to see some of you guys inside there and I hope to work with some of you. And I think that's all I have. Again, go show Zingara some love and support. And with all that being said, I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 o